There we go. We are back, Devil's Army Cast, episode 51 for you, James and Chris, the duo, as always. What up? You guys will hopefully be listening to this sometime close to Monroe Day weekend, right after, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday, who knows, we'll keep you on your toes, but that's when we should be dropping it, episode 51, like I said, jersey number 51. I actually know, there. I looked it up, there's two, I knew one of them before I looked it up. I didn't know the second. You have any idea? There's been two of them. Is one of them Quendell on a call up? No. So Sergey Kleenan. Okay. Yep. Him? yep. Yeah, that one. This is the one I remember. And Brandon Gignac, who's actually still down in AHL, was called up for a couple of games at one point, and that's what number he wore. So. Gotcha. But yeah, Kleenan, he wore it for that whole season. He was with New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah. So. All right, this one's going to be a pretty quick episode. So we got current news, which we'll run through, and then we have playoff series recaps, kind of. There's still one series going on. That's the Toronto-Montreal one. We'll talk about that. And we have predictions for next round. I also went back and listened to our very first season preview episode before the season started because I was curious what Chris and I predicted. And we'll, I'll touch on that, too, when we get to that mm. point. And then the last thing is we're going to have our own NHL-wide season award. It's going to be like who we think should win it because it's not going to be predictions. Predicting is kind of hard given how sometimes the people that pick them are kind of weird. Uh-huh. But we're going to give like who we think deserves it, not necessarily predict it, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. So, All right, let's jump into current news. First thing, we have the John Tavares injury that actually occurred towards the end of last episode we were recording. It was, what was that, game two, maybe? I think it was like it was game pre- one or two. Yeah, it was pretty early. Well, it might might even be in game one. Yeah. Pretty rough injury. He got caught with, he got hit, and then when he was on the ground, uh, was it Corey Perry was skating the other yeah. way really quick, get up ice, and accidentally caught him with yeah. like a knee to the face. It was a freak accident and, timing thing. Yeah. It resulted in a concussion and a knee injury. Uh, at first, it was really scary incident because he, he tried getting up because he, he, we've seen this before in sports where a player gets up. Their first instinct after something like that is to get up. And sometimes they don't really know where they are because of the injury and yeah, possible dazed. concussion. So they get up and it doesn't look too hot. That's exactly what happened in this situation. It looks like the virus might be back, though. <laughs> um, not, he is skating. And, yeah. So, but I, I mean, Canada media is still kind of crazy. I, I know it was like a very freaky incident and everything, and I got it's people also some, but like. Yeah, people are acting like Tavares was never going to play hockey again at one point. Like it, it was pretty. It was a pretty. Um, very overreacting overreaction from some people like after the fact and after everyone knew that yeah he's gonna be okay he's skating mm-hmm. but um yeah i think chris johnson on twitter was one of the guys that was just like a little little uh overreaction but good seeing him do well um like i said he should probably be back in the next series or two which is great mm-hmm. so uh, moving on. Oh, and so after the hit, Nick Foligno thought for whatever reason that he had to fight Corey Perry, which is real bizarre. They got into a little scrap after the fact. That was just kind of weird on Foligno's part. Um, yeah. 
I don't know if you caught that, but yeah, yeah it was weird. weird. I mean, it's it's standing up for your teammate and it's sending it, a message that like you know let's not go for injuries any further. And I think they like asked Corey Perry about it too, like well, after Perry the game. Was cool and, with it. And Perry yeah, was like, yeah, but, it's whatever, you know. Like I get it. Like I didn't mean to hurt him, but it, you know I get it. Like it's whatever. So yeah, I mean I'm a big guy on the whole like i want to still see fighting and hockey and all the rough stuff and stuff but that mm. was just not needed at all i mean no yeah. one meant any intent by it and i guarantee whatever. if it wasn't that the was playoffs it wouldn't have happened yeah i don't know weird anyway so the other big news which came out yesterday which people are also kind of overreacting to is seth jones of the columbus blue jackets has reportedly told or however it came out he's not going to be resigning with the blue jackets at the end of his contract hmm. which comes up next year so it'll be a free agent after next year he's making 5.4 million um in his final year of the deal i'm assuming he'll end up getting traded next year if columbus or maybe even this offseason because columbus doesn't look like they're gonna be too competitive again I- i'm getting this out of the way now seth jones is not worth anything um he should not be in the devil's radar very 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 overrated hockey player i don't know where the overrated comes from mm-hmm. but um yeah it's just he's gonna get paid a ton i don't know what the projections are looking like on his new contract but i think he's what 28 something like that he's still on the younger side um, so he's definitely going to get paid, and whoever's going to pay him is going to be making a mistake. I was looking at the numbers before, and Seth Jones ranks in like the the fourth percentile of defensive metrics over the past three years, and like the ninth percentile of offensive metrics, or something just absolutely bizarre like that. So um, yeah, stay away. Yeah, I mean the dude opinion. can he he can you know absolutely eat up minutes on the ice playing so not yeah he, he plays too much <laughs> <laughs> he, he plays uh well in his defense it is like you said top minutes against top tier competition mm. but i mean even guys that are in the same exact um type of situations as Seth Jones isn't putting up as bad numbers as he's like, these numbers are shockingly bad and his offensive output has gone down steadily the past few years too. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, I'm just not a fan. Um, he's going to get paid a lot of money. And by the way, he is 20, 27 when he's going to be a free agent. So you got Good eight chapter two. So he's going to get paid a lot of money. Good for him. Um, any other news I missed? I'm sure I did. Nothing comes to mind. Mm, I mean, we had our teams that moved on and stuff. We had... Um, yeah, we'll get to that. In the, uh, trying to think what else. Um, I know Montreal it, allowed fans for the first time. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. Canada finally allowed some fans in to... Uh, to the Bell Center in their Game Six victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think tickets were like going for like four thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> like yes. their exchange or whatever. Yep, it's freaking crazy. Dollars on StubHub for like um this was centerized tickets so that's absolutely ridiculous um, and, and it, it was fun seeing too there was a lot of Toronto fans there because i mean yeah. people are gonna do whatever they can to get to the game but um yeah and montreal yeah. and toronto ain't that far away from each other so 
Yeah, but besides that, I think that was really everything that's gone on the past week. I'm sure we're missing things. If something pops up as we go on, we'll make sure to mention it. So, All right, get into the recaps of the series. So, as we all predicted and thought, the Avs cakewalked to a round one victory over the Blues. That was a fun Took series to four. watch. Yeah, that was just, the Avs are something else, man. They're, they're juggernaut. It was just um, unreal just watching how explosive and capable they are. Yeah, and Jordan, Jordan Binghamton that again tried fighting somebody. I don't. Someone's gotta fight that guy, so he just stops. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that was just abs beat the heck out of him. I think we both had abs and four, right? Uh, yeah. So, I, I, um, do Vegas, you think uh, St. Louis blows it up this off season? No, I don't think they have to. Uh, they did not have a good year, though. I, I no, I don't think they have to. Okay. So, I really don't, but they did not have a good season by any means. But, yeah, I think they're still okay. All right. So, Vegas and Minnesota, very good series. I forget. There were three series I said before last week that I said I was really excited for. I know it was Tampa, Florida, Toronto, Montreal. Might have been Vegas, Minnesota. Was that the third series? Do you remember by chance? I think it was. Yeah. But, anyway, this series was great. Uh, went to a game seven. Vegas blew him out in game seven. It was what six two final, something like that. Yeah, sad. I um, wanted Minnesota to go on a run. Yeah, Vegas had a very strong last three games. Minnesota to begin there was like actually deserving the outcomes they were getting. Like they were really, really solid to begin. Vegas turned on towards the end. Ended up victorious in seven games. Really solid series. This was our one of two series to go seven right there's mm-hmm. only two to go to seven but um yeah biggest one here chris did you pick minnesota or are you still side with vegas i know you like I picked the vegas I, I had minnesota as like my underdog or yeah. like my dark horse but i did pick mm-hmm. vegas in the series gotcha so the series that was probably the most or second the most frustrating was the islanders defeating the penguins in six it was one of those things where the Islanders did their thing and that weren't necessarily the better team, but relied on the goaltending to get them past. And Tristan Jari was atrocious the last couple of games. He was like, okay in the beginning, but very, very bad the last couple of games. That's what cost Pittsburgh the series was goaltending. Um, but yeah, I was a little sour about this one because the whole devil's having the Islanders pick thing. So <laughs> to, to like, kind of reiterate what's going on here with this pick and it was a little unclear when i made a post on our social media accounts i should have made it more clear so with that win that islanders pick doesn't jump up the nhl does it kind of weird where the only time your pick drops is if you get to the semifinals that's when the pick will move up or whatever so that pick for the islanders is still locked in at 21 as of today but they would need to lose this series against boston if they lose that series against Boston, then their pick's locked in at 21. If they were to win, then the pick drops down to 29. So that's a pretty darn big drop yeah. there. So go Boston, unfortunately, but it is what it is. Boston did take game one. They did. Uh, more on that later. Anyway, uh, Islanders, like I said, wasn't too happy with the outcome of that. Didn't think they were too deserving of the series win, but it's just their classic style of defense and goaltending. So. 
Uh-huh. Did you any thoughts on this series here? Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, even though the Islanders did win, um, it was crazy nuts that last game uh, at Nassau Coliseum. Just watching how loud it got and how the Islanders just did their thing again. Yeah. So that's another thing that we had like a debate in our um, like Devils chat last night. That's another thing too on why I do not like the Islanders at all is because they like put together this whole thing like making the Coliseum look electric and like oh yeah we have the best fans and all that. Go look at the regular season ticket sales and they have trouble sell like even selling like seventy five percent capacity of their arena. And when they do, it's mostly like split with other teams. Like they're cheered out of their own building. Like their attendance numbers are worse than the devil some seasons. Like they're always near the bottom third. So I don't want to hear all that nonsense about best fans in the game. That's what gets me riled up about the Islanders. That's why I don't like them. But, um, yeah. So that's that series. Moving on, the Boston beating Washington in the five. This was a 1-1 series, right? Or did Washington win game one? Right? I, because I remember it was the Washington take game on this. I forget. Anyway, Boston ended up kind of just rolling and taking taking control of this series. Taylor Hall looked good. Brad Marchand looked good. Boston is a rolling. You mm-hmm. picked Washington in this one, right? I did. Yep. I was hoping for Washington. You Boston, man. I was, and, uh, hoping for, I was technically hoping for Washington, too, but I picked Boston. I picked it with my good brain, not my heart. What? I said it looked good after game one of that series when so Washington, Washington won. Washington did take game one, right? <laughs> yeah, right, Boston, yeah, I think, won, like, what, four straight? Yeah, they get they won in five. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, Boston looks good. Tuka Rask and Taylor Hall. They have – usually it was one, like, they had one really, really good forward line. The rest were okay. Now it's two really good forward lines, and they have greater depth. Their defense, Charlie McAvoy's a beast. Matt Grizzlick's a beast. And then they, they got Tuka Rask and that, so Boston's sitting pretty. So mm. what's next? Next is Carolina-Nashville. We almost had a repeat of – was it last year where Nashville went – They didn't they – did Nashville take a series they weren't supposed to last year? I think they I, I did in the um, play-in. In, in the fake, the Mickey Mouse. The, like – best uh, three out of five or whatever i I forget who they beat but anyway they almost did again and they the carolina was able to take them in six almost forced a game seven game five and six went to overtime right or was it game four five it was something crazy it was like the past three or four games but carolina did end up defeating nashville in six uc soros is a dude like he's he's a he's a real nice nice player for them um yeah, like like I said, Carolina, I want to say almost thoroughly outplayed Nashville in basically every single game this series, but UC Soros was tremendous for them. In my predictions, I went, I remember saying, Carolina in four, no way. I'm going to go Carolina in five because I think UC Soros does enough to steal a game, but UC Soros almost stole them a series in this yes, one. Yes, <laughs> he did. So, but yeah, Carolina, my dudes are moving on to the next round, so. Anything else here, Chris, before we move on? Um, I mean, it was a good series. I, I watched actually a couple of those games between Carolina and Nashville, especially going into overtime. Um, Hurricanes, social media, just... So so angry. It's hilarious how mad they get people yeah. on there. Like, like 
just lighten up, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's just comedy. That. It's, it's, it's all yeah, it is. It's exactly. meant to be laughed it's, at. Like, yeah, it's don't take it personally. Deep. Don't take it too serious. But anyway, all right. Uh, second, third to last series. Yeah, third to last series. Tampa Bay beat Florida in six. Florida actually was like really, really solid here in the beginning of the series uh, or in the beginning of those games. Games one through five, I think you could make an argument that Florida was the better 5v5 team. But guess what? And something that we probably all predicted to happen, goaltending and special teams was their down um, downfall. Goaltending, it's their own fault for Bobrovsky played a few games and stunk it up. Spencer Knight did play a couple games and he – was probably their strongest goalie in this series. Um, the whole special teams things comes down to how electric Tampa Bay is on special teams, not so much Florida's issue. But yeah, Tampa showed their class what they're all about, defending champs onto the next round in six. Mm-hmm. That was a chippy, so, chippy series. Very chippy. Yeah, in the beginning, it was real, real rough I mean, stuff. Florida was basically going after guys in that one game towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Kucherov and Sergachev. Both were allegedly injured, but they ended up playing the next game, I think. So, but yeah. Winnipeg swept Edmonton. <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad. I went back and listened to the episode sure. of what I said about, well, the picks are different things. So, um, this is what I think you're referencing, but the Devils 2022. Fourth rounder they got from Edmonton, staying a fourth rounder. It's not upgrading to a third because Edmonton <laughs> lost this series. But was I, I was mad about was my prediction because I went back and listened to it, and I was so close to picking Winnipeg, but I leaned Edmonton for whatever reason. And I listened to it, and I was like, why did I? My whole reasoning based off my pick, I talked good things about Winnipeg, not mentioned anything really good about Edmonton besides Connor McDavid. So I should have went Winnipeg, but I went Edmonton, so I was wrong about this one. A lot of people were. A lot of people had Edmonton. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't expect the, uh, the outcome. I didn't expect the sweep at all. No, I, really I didn't expect close. the sweep, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Connor Halpelk and the Jets are awaiting the winner of the Game 7 between Toronto and Montreal. This is about to be a very, very Leafs bad fans are on edge right now. They haven't won they a have playoff season in how many years? 20-something? Yeah. yeah. And, and they had this number? one, too. And now it's like, now it's, you yeah, know, one. for once yeah. you're not once playing Boston. And Montreal has forced the game seven. And let's not pretend that Carey Price isn't capable of stealing one game. So. Yeah, well, he's stolen a couple already. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's it's just funny. It's bizarre. Like it, it's it's weird. But anyway, Game Seven's back in Toronto. I think they're gonna have some fans in that building. Now I know I picked Toronto to go far. They were my Stanley Cup runner-up, and I, you you know I've always been a big Montreal guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, either way, I'm rooting for chaos. I guess so. I wouldn't be. I, I don't care what happens in this series. It's gonna be a good Game Seven. That's a Monday tomorrow. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, moving into our predictions for next round because we have four of the, f- uh, we have three of the four matchups settled. So, Chris, I went to episode whatever it was where we predicted this season, and our preseason prediction for the playoffs was my final four was Vegas, Colorado, Boston, and Toronto. So I have a chance to get all four right if uh, if something if it like goes to how it might go or whatever. You had. 
Colorado, Tampa. Or wait, what did I say I had? I had... Hang on a second. Sorry. My final four was Colorado, Carolina, Boston, Toronto. I think I said Colorado, Vegas, but I meant to say Colorado, Carolina, Boston, Toronto. So that was my final four before the season. You had Vegas, Flyers. Mm. I should have um, known this was the year that filling Toronto dips. and what was the last one you had? Tampa. That was your four. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I was just a fun little thing. I went back and checked. I was curious. Yeah, well, when but, you sent that in our chat yesterday, I thought you were talking about, like, the beginning of the playoffs. I didn't know you went, like, back that far. No, I was I like, oh, okay. Back. I was taking receipts. I was seeing what we were, uh, how we did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, that was just funny, going back and seeing what was going on before the season. Anyway, we got Vegas versus Colorado. The series going to be electric. It's a shame that this is not a Western Conference semi or Western Conference Finals game. Thank you, NHL, for that. But anyway, I'm still rolling with Abs in five. Abs are electric. I got them in five. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna pick the Abs too. I think it goes six. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that you know Flurry Leonard steal a game or two. Um. Vegas has to figure out their their play um, offensively, so because the Avalanche are just too dynamic, and you got to keep up with them. Yeah, when it comes to playoff time, the Vegas Golden Knights just forget how to put the puck in the back of the net for whatever reason. Besides Game Seven of that series, but anyway, I, I do agree. Um, five might be a little crazy because I think Flurry is definitely capable of taking a game or two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Avs and Five. I don't even fall. And before my uh, before the series started, my prediction was Boston six. <laughs> you so got Boston you have six for Islanders. Yeah, that was that was before my before the series started. Yeah, so I would I was gonna say Islanders in seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just gonna keep willing Boston on to to the Stanley Cup. Keep picking <laughs> against them, gnawing up in the cup. But hey. yeah, I just think. I just think it's your luck runs out at some point. And like I said, last series, the Islanders were not thoroughly outplayed like the Preds were, but they were outplayed a lot of that series and still got by. And yeah, Boston has Tuka Rask and the Penguins had Tristan Jari. So I don't know if goaltending is going to be the death of Boston this series. That's why I'm, I got Boston here. But yeah. All right. Tampa and Carolina. I, I got to stick with my guns and go my sleeper in Carolina. I got Carolina in seven. I got Tampa in six. Yeah, it's the smart pick. It's <laughs> definitely the smart pick, but I'm going I'm to go with my uh, what I've been hyping up since before the season, all season long. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Carolina in seven. Um, they're going to need an electric series out of the Rook. Um, Alex Najoke, whatever his last name is. Um, I yeah, can't really look up how to pronounce that because I said so much. But, um, yeah. They're going to have to lean on him and special teams and all that stuff. It would have to go like just perfect for them to get past Tampa, but let's go Canes. Um, all right, so we're last series is Toronto and either Montreal versus Winnipeg. And so if Toronto wins, Toronto versus Winnipeg, I got Toronto in six. What do you got in that series if that was a series? Uh, I would have Toronto in seven. Okay. If it's Montreal versus Winnipeg, I got Montreal in seven. Interesting. I would have Winnipeg in six. 
Yeah, and that's a popular pick there. Um, I just Montreal's another one of those teams that I just like for whatever reason. They got Carey Price. Carey Price versus Connor Hellebuck would be a hell of a goalie matchup. But um, yeah, I also th- yeah. All right, there we go. That's our predictions here. Mm. Hey, we'll we'll leave it at that. I, I don't want to go into the whole like oh who we got in the cup or whatever. I feel like we do that every time, but. Yeah. Move on now to well, actually anything you want to add before we move on to the season awards. Pretty good. No, no, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> cool. All right, season awards. We're gonna do the Hart, which is MVP. Norris, best defenseman. Vesna, best goalie. Calder, rookie of the year. Selkie, best defensive forward. Jack Adams, coach of the year. We're gonna do those awards. That'll be that. So, all right, the Hart Trophy. Who you got? Your three. Uh, you're gonna have personal finalists and your winner. You're gonna have McDavid Chris. in there. You're gonna have um McKinnon in there, and then the third. Let's see, who would I say for the third? Mm, I mean, I, McDavid's gonna be my choice to win it because he just had an unreal point season. Um, and yeah. you know. And his team didn't make the playoffs, even though they didn't really show up. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm just gonna leave it as those two finalists because I, I can't really think of a third one right now. Uh, gotcha. So I have uh, one. I McDavid, then I have Matthews two and McKinnon three. Yes, Matthews is a good one. Yeah, Matthews is a good one. So that that's my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I, McDavid over Matthews. I know Toronto fans think that's. Not right, but they're the only ones that probably think that. McDavid is <laughs> <laughs> just unreal this year. Yeah. Um, his normalized numbers to like, I think I talked about this on a previous episode. Hockey Reference has like a tool where they like normalize the seasons. Like back then was no defense, mm-hmm. a lot of scoring. So they take a season like that and they normalize it to today. And McDavid's season this year was like the second most prolific of any season ever out of a player in NHL history, which is just unreal. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I got McDavid, Matthews, and McKinnon. All right, Norris Trophy. This one was hard. Well, the, it wasn't hard to pick the winner, but it was hard for me to get like a three finalists. Yeah. There's a lot of guys deserving here. So uh, my three were Adam Fox, Devin, uh, Devon Pays, and Kale McCarr. Yep. And I also have honorable mentions to Mackenzie Weezer, uh, Weger, Dougie Hamilton, Shea Theodore, Samuel Gerard, Pollock on the Islanders, and Charlie McAvoy. But I think... Fox and Tays definitely two of my three, and then the last was a toss up between McCarr and Weger, and I went McCarr. So, but I got Adam Fox. Yeah, I most I, deserving. I, I agree. I think we're gonna see Adam Fox potentially end up with it. Um, I would think like Adam Fox, maybe Victor Hedman and Kale McCarr is my three, but yeah. Yeah, so Hedman I didn't even include on my list. He put up the point total, but his like underlying numbers weren't as good as they usually are. That's uh, why I left him off mine. You know how my thinking is. My yeah. thinking's more analytically and stuff, especially when I can't watch the guys play the whole entire season. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. Makes sense. So, Vesna, top goalies. Who's your three finalists and your winner? So, so I got uh, Grubauer. Grubauer. Flurry and uh, I'm saying Nedeljkovic. I think he's played enough games to be considered for it, like legitimately. So I'm I'm gonna say those three. Um, And then I'm gonna pick Grubauer. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't have Phil Grubauer on my list. I know he had a pretty darn good season. 
is what do you have this year? Nine two two save percentage. Yeah, really solid season for Grubau. I have Vasilevsky, Flurry, and Varlamov as my three. Mm-hmm. I have Vasilevsky number one. He had nine two five save percentage. Um, his like expected save percentage, I believe, was the highest in the league as well. Flurry's season was unreal. Nine two eight save percentage. Great number there. Um, his expected save percentage wasn't as good as Vasilevsky's. And uh, I got Varlamov as three. He's what makes the Islanders go. Him and Barry Trotz and his save percentage might have led the league this year um, or second or something like that. So that was my top three. Hellbuck, Demko, Saris, honorable mentions. Um, Carolina Netminder is a good one, too. Uh, Grubeyer had a great season, but uh, like I said, my three were Vasilevsky, Flurry, and Varlamov with Vasilevsky taking it home. Calder. I only have three listed here, so I think that was pretty the top three the f- three finalists here. I think pretty. I mean, easy I think we know who's going to win, but yeah, Kaprizov won. Jason Robertson had himself a hell of a season, um, mm-hmm. and then Alex Nedjokovic um, is my third. I don't know Robertson or Djokovic, two three. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Kaprizov number one. So yeah, I, I had the same guys and. You know, Kaprizov's going to win. So, mm-hmm. okay. Selkie, this one's interesting. This is always an interesting one. Who do you have as your three or winner and a couple guys? Selkie usually ends up being Bergeron from Boston every year, doesn't he? <laughs> he's definitely up there. Yeah, he's <laughs> so, definitely up there again. He had himself a hell of a year again. Yeah. So, um, you know, put in your usual candidates of Bergeron. Um, how, how did Couturier do this year? I know the Flyers were bad news, but like, was was Couturier still Couturier for the most part? Yeah, I mean, he had, he had a solid season. I don't think his point output was there, but yeah, he's always a good choice there. I don't have him on my list, but he's always up there. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to think, you're you're better two way guys and stuff um this award's fun because you get some names here that you typically don't see winning awards i know last year i had sorelli in here as well and i think i'm tempted yeah. to put him back in the conversation again um so bergeron sorelli uh, i'll spit mine yeah go ahead three out so philip Benault with the canadians he's mm-hmm. on my list top of my list he's a free agent one of my favorite targets for the devils to get in terms of uh it comes on the price, though. Patricia Bergeron, of course. Uh, um, Eric Janak on the wild. Yeah. Yep, very, very yep. solid season out of him. And Alexander Barkov, another guy here. Yep. Uh, my three finalists were Bergeron, Denault, and Eric Janak. I'm going to go Bergeron. But I, I Denault, agree. I think closely, closely behind. X season super underrated. Seventh in forwards. Expected defensive guard had a pretty good offensive season. Bergeron killed it on both sides of the ice, and usually when usual. people vote, it goes more towards who has the better offense numbers. Even though this is a defensive award, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll go Bergeron. But those four guys are kind of the guys it came down to for me. Yeah, I, I think Bergeron is going to win this. We call it the Bergeron Award for a reason. So you know, yeah. So all right, last award, Jack Adams Award. I got number one. John Quinville, Florida Panthers. Number two, Dean Evanson, Minnesota Wild. And number three, I have Mike, Jesus, Mike Sullivan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. No one expected Florida to make the playoffs, let alone finish second in their division on mm. Hurricanes. Dean Evanson did a tremendous job with the Wild there. I know the conference is a little 
or the division wasn't all that great, but I mean, he had the wild fun, great hockey. And Mike Sullivan has the Pittsburgh Penguins every single year making the playoffs when a lot of people are like, oh, Pittsburgh's on the decline. I know you have Crosby and Malkin, but they were banged up for some of this year. He always puts together a good season for Pittsburgh. I got Sullivan third. Honorable mentions Paul Maurice, Winnipeg Jets, and Rob Brindman Meyer of the Carolina Hurricanes. So, Brendan Moore. Three. Moore, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I, I actually had pretty similar ones. Quenville, I agree with. Um, the Minnesota, Evanson. And then I think you're still going to have Barry Trotz in this conversation. It, you know, I think he's turning into like Bergeron with Selkie where he's just going to be in the conversation every year. Um, yeah, the Islanders talent-wise have no business doing what they do every year and the system's just tremendous. The only reason why I didn't include him is because they fell off a lot towards the end of the season. And I okay. think if this was an 82-game season, I think they would have fell all the way off and not made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I'm, I'm a big Barry Trotz guy. You know that. We're a big yeah. Barry Trotz podcast. Yes, we, we do believe in him. <laughs> so, but um, anyway. But, yeah, I, I'm going to go uh, out in Minnesota with Evanson. I think the Wild performed much better than anyone expected them to. Um, Bill Guerin putting together a solid squad out there. So, yeah, that would hey, be my choice. Minnesota. Pretty big Minnesota Wild guys too. I mm-hmm. think we always talk about them in good light here. Minnesota, um, they've done a lot of good stuff. So they've never done anything wrong to anybody. So. <laughs> State of hockey. But anyway, um, alrighty. So I think that, like I said, it was going to be a short one. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Uh, let's go Devils, baby. Yes, sir. As always, um, keep tuned to our site. I know we have a couple articles coming out this week. I think we have a writer that wrote about Seth Jones. I have to edit it. I'm kind of I'm kind of scared to edit it to see what the actual content is. But I mean, everyone has different opinions, so we'll see when that gets dropped. Like I said, there's another article in the works. I'm being lazy. I want to try to write an article about the Devils ranking Devils forwards this year, and I got to get going with the prospect profiles. But I've just been so busy with work and everything, so we'll see if those ever come to fruition. But like Chris said, let's go Devils. Everyone stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you guys sometime next week. So peace. <laughs>